0: After one month hiatus, the Masters of Nonsense are back, and they have a lot to talk about. Like the autobiography of a Yes Man, or an Austrian hero joining the ranks of a popular video game franchise, and tragedy strikes as the Masters lose one of their most influential movie and wrestling stars. All of this and more in the Masters of Nonsense.
1: Chapter one, the Barons of Bullshit reunite, catching each other up on their whereabouts and Informing their audience where they've kept their most precious nonsense.
0: So yeah, guys, it's been like a month since we've done any of this stuff. Yep. How's, how's everything been going? Because I know I've been enjoying my time away from all of you.
2: I kind of missed you guys.
1: Oh well, it's funny because both of you guys started traveling around the country like... You know, Matt went to Ohio, Rob, I think you ended up in Michigan, and my travels have taken me to the far-reaching lands of Manhattan.
0: <laughs> you rather, always go to Manhattan. I would rather be in Manhattan. I hate being in Manhattan, too.
2: Wait, you just said you'd rather be in Manhattan, but <laughs> you hate being in Manhattan, so... <laughs> so, what does so that do you, mean? So, what do you like to be? I'd
0: like to be anywhere but the city.
1: Yeah, but you work there.
0: I know. So, what have you guys been doing since then?
1: Well, I think the one thing that we could all agree on, since we, our paths have been going in different directions, but the one way we've been united is that we're all enjoying the new Daniel Bryan book. Yeah,
2: that yeah. book is really good.
0: What's funny is all three of us are actually listening to the audiobook because we're too lazy to read it.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Well, I have Audible, so I'm just saying. And Audible's really good. And I'm also lazy and I don't want to read it. <laughs> I am
1: I'm even I'm even lazier and didn't want to buy it, so I just used Matt's account. And then <laughs> Rob, Rob Rob, was even lazier than I am and signed up for a free account so he could get the free downloads.
2: So. Actually, that's brilliant. Should Cause, we make Because uh, he gets money for that one. Should we make a wrestling book club? If we listen to a wrestling book every month. Oh wait, do they have audiobooks of so all the wrestling books? No, nah, they don't. That's the thing. It's like one is Jericho's. I think Stone Cold. Um, they have the Hardcore History one, but they don't have too many though. So, but they're re- oh, the they're read group. by. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Well, I saw... No, I saw the Jericho one wasn't read by him though.
2: Yeah, Stone Cold is read by him. Like he reads his own biography. But yeah, Jericho and it's his, I think it's his third book or something.
0: Wait, are they all yeah. told by the the narrator from the Daniel Bryan book?
2: Oh, I hope so. I really right, that so guy. Should we,
1: should we talk about our feedback to the narrator? So just so you know, people understand the way the book is laid out is that each chapter starts off with this bizarre narrator that sounds exactly like how Rob did at the in the intro, and then it cuts to Daniel Bryan's voice, which is like a nice thing because you get to hear the story from his perspective, but. Jesus Christ, that narrator was horrible when he's
2: talking about uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, and he's like Braniel went to Rock and Sockham. They sit down, look around. They give a fan an autograph. It's good to do that. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know <laughs> what's don't... the most
0: confusing thing is that he, in the narration, he quotes Daniel Bryan talking
2: to? Yeah, that's weird. You would think it would be Daniel Bryan, you know? Right. <laughs> now, I liked when he talks about oh, them waking up after... Oh. You go, Mike. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I like ahead, when they no, we... finish your thought. No, I said <laughs> <laughs> Somebody talk. Alright, so uh, I like when they wake up and I like when they wake up in the morning and he's and he's like, Yeah, Daniel Bryan shirtless and Brie Bella in the robe and they look around their room and think, How did we get here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
2: then he and takes the, whole, the shit. <laughs> and the whole time, it's a narrator
0: standing in the corner watching them.
1: <laughs> yeah, who That's can you-? a creepy thing? listening to this thing for a couple hours now like i feel like this guy was just like lurking in the corner like you know with his hand down his pants but that's what <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like
2: who gave them the information like did daniel bryan write that information down like oh this is what i did today and they were like 959 and like he actually gives the time period too that's really weird
0: well it's actually i think it's all the same seemed... Time periods that are mentioned in Daniel Bryan's documentary on the WWE Network that they oh, did. They followed him that same week.
2: Oh. I think that it's
0: all the same exact points that they're making.
2: Was it have the same narrator following him around being like, he just went into the store?
0: <laughs> no narrator for that one. He just like awkwardly looks into the camera and starts talking.
2: Well, although we didn't like the narrator, Rob, I think you put it best the way uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, voice sounds, or the way he reads the book.
0: Yeah, he reads the book as if it was, he just came back from summer vacation in grammar school and had to talk about his summer, and he's like, (laughs) you know, and all this is the reason why
1: this was the greatest summer of my life.
2: And then it stops, and then you hear, Daniel Bryan
1: (laughs) just walked into the room. Now, do you guys think he did it this way? Because remember early on in the book, he talked about having a bad stutter and, not, and he wasn't able to read his paper out loud in front of class.
0: Yeah, that's, what I, that's exactly what I was thinking when I, when I heard him say that. I'm like, now I understand why, because he sucked at it back then, too.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> no, I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit. He doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, the book is pretty good. I mean, it does have a lot. You could tell it's a little bit filtered, you know, when he keeps mentioning, like, WWE, WWE, all the time. Then, like, they mention, like, the WWE Divas show and everything. But, I mean, when he gets personal about Ring of Honor and how he felt with WWE, it was pretty
1: cool. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah, he's I really good. liked hearing the. I think reading the book wouldn't have been as enjoyable as actually do, listening to the audio version, just because hearing him actually talk about things made him more entertaining. Yeah, and totally. It did bring to light. Now there was a part of the book that I could guarantee, Matt. You want to make a gentleman's bet on this?
2: Okay, I'll make a gentleman's bet.
1: Okay, I'm going no to say. All right there's my handshake. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say that when Daniel Bryan started talking. Talking about, you know, selecting ring music and mentioning the final countdown that Rob got the biggest boner on the planet. Oh, totally. And you know what's funny? I shook my head because, like I said, I
2: remember, and, like, again, I will give you guys credit for always trying to get me into Ring of Honor. But I always remember when Daniel Bryan fought Morishima. What was, like, the third match that they had that we went to at the Manhattan Center. Okay. Well, anyway, it was weird. It was like kind of like a cult mentality. Everybody was flipping at it. Mike turns to me and goes, just wait for this, and you're shaking your head. Rob and Shade fucking gets up. They get up to the final countdown, and Shade throws her hand in the air. Everybody did in the entire arena. I'm telling you right now, if Daniel Bryan told everybody to jump off a fucking bridge, they would have all gladly <laughs> threw themselves off. It was really kind of creepy. Well, he is the best in the world, so...
1: Well, Two points I'll make. One, Matt, notice that Rob didn't dispute the uh, the boner question. And he didn't dispute what
2: I just said, too, about throwing himself right. off the bridge. Are you guys hearing me?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. we didn't hear anything. You, you didn't deny that boner. <laughs> yeah, so. That's the thing. You didn't deny
2: it. We hear you loud and clear. But, Mike, <laughs> I think you could bring up the best of what uh,
1: Daniel Bryan is to Rob, basically. <laughs> yeah, so the first Ring of Honor show we ever went to... Uh, it was in 06, and on the way down, I had to deal with a whole train ro- ride of Rob yelling at me because I didn't objectively think that Daniel Brian Danielson was the greatest wrestler alive. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was Brian Danielson at the time. And it's funny because hearing the vigor in his voice, and like, you know, his eyes are widening, his hands are tightening as he's telling me about how great... <laughs> Brian Danielson is—it's the same vigor that I hear about Volbeat being the greatest, you know, rock band of all time. Yeah, it's just like
2: you're repeating history. You and Shade now, like injecting us with Volbeat, but you know, before it was Brian Danielson.
0: Well, I will say that we were actually listening to Volbeat back then too. Oh my god! So, <laughs> and yes, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, probably one of the best wrestlers alive today, and Volbeat, the best band alive
1: today. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'll agree with you on the Danielson thing, the Volbeat thing. That's a whole other story. So yeah, Yeah, Volbeat's all right, but
2: Danielson. I mean, he's fucking awesome. And like I said, again, you guys can give me all the shit you want. You were right. I should have gotten to Ring of Honor, man, because it had everybody that I basically like in the end. So yeah, we,
1: we've, we've given up. This is like the 25th time we've tried to get you into wrestling. So. Well, now I'm just going to try and yeah. watch
2: all the old videos because I wanted to listen, watch all the matches he was explaining, like him versus Paul London, him versus Brian Kendrick, him versus, you know, Morishima. At least I saw one, but...
0: Yeah, I was going to say what's kind of cool is that uh, we saw a lot of the big matches that he mentioned in the ROH section of the book. We were actually there live because most of the matches he talks about in detail are actually... At the Manhattan Center, mm-hmm. so the Kenta match, the two Morishima matches, and Homicide match, which I called him in a lie because he talked about losing the title to uh, Homicide by getting hit with the Cop Killer, but instead he just got hit with hit with a clothesline and
2: lost. See, Mike told me that the other day, so you two are two witnesses saying that he got that
1: wrong. Yeah, because yeah. we were there live, and we, well, both turned to, we both turned to each other with a plate of shit, where, like he just lost <laughs> the Ring of Honor title to a clothesline. So you just like basically put your hand up
2: and sniffed your hand <laughs> awkwardly. That's the, the plate of shit is the what the fuck that Mike does. He's doing it right now if you have video feed. But, <laughs> no, but the thing is though is that I'm not disputing that you guys are wrong. I'm saying that is there any way that maybe you guys can send something in to him and be like, Daniel Bryan, like, I liked your
1: book, but, or Mr. Danielson. Yeah, we could send him a clip to the match that's probably on YouTube And it's just or, like, you with the plate Liberty of shit is. going like this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this
0: poor guy has had so many concussions that he probably doesn't remember any of the things he talked about in his book.
1: <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. You can send him the link to uh, him staring at me when I didn't stand up when he was doing superplex. Uh, <laughs> you
2: guys never used to hit each other on the head when you, you guys used to wrestle as kids, right? I don't think so. Right, I think we're
0: pretty, pretty safe with that.
2: Because, dude, that concussion shit really, like, fucked me up. I'm like, god damn, dude. Like, what, what do they all get concussions, you know? I
0: feel oh. the worst for Nigel McGuinness out of everyone.
1: Yeah, poor bastard. That's so like awesome. he lives on through Dean Ambrose, who's just lifted his entire arsenal. So <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> then uh, I'm more amused by the fact that he wanted to create his own wrestling organization, like had these cool ideas for stories that ended up becoming Lucha Underground, <laughs> and then oh really? And then his uh, his head writer ended up going to WWE as a writer now. <laughs>
1: What I like fuck, that his big man? his big claim to fame right now? He's one of the writers on the Carbonaro Effect. Are you Is seeing? <laughs> you know, my aunt and uncle watched that. Like my oh, my eighty year old aunt and uncle watched the Carbonaro Effect.
2: <laughs> like my joy. Wait, that's that world. like
0: that's like uh like magician
2: show, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like that, right yeah. after uh the show you like, Mike. What's the, the the four guys, the
1: comedy guys, impractical jokers? Yeah, it yeah. was. He busted his ass in wrestling, like you know. Sacrifices livelihood to now be a writer on a reality magic TV show,
0: which is actually hilarious because I used to think that he looked like Brian Brushwood, who's a <laughs> magician too.
2: <laughs> Brian Brushwood, wait, he really yeah, he's got his own. He he's doesn't. got his own
0: show, uh, Scam School, uh-huh. and he just does like a bunch of random bar tricks and like ways to get people to uh, like get him a free beer by doing like certain tricks or like doing mind tricks. Uh-huh. But he looks. He used to look like Nigel McGuinness, which is fucking hilarious.
1: So this okay. makes me even more excited, Rob, that he's not following us on Twitter? Yes, it does. Oh, by the hey. way, if we
0: can get
2: Nigel to follow us and we get them talking... That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, just to let you guys know, um, the Wrestling Renaissance has returned, but at the same time, I'm going to stick with it, because I did watch Ring of Honor from this last week.
1: Yeah, well, this won't last that long at all, so I have Wait. no faith in this. Did you
2: say AJ Styles is wrestling in Ring of Honor now?
1: Yeah, well, back to the book because I know this <laughs> run of yeah, it is going to last more than like a half week. I'm yeah, telling you. will just
0: disappoint us after, so we'll just talk about the book now.
1: So, having followed Daniel O'Brien for a while, there weren't a lot of big surprises, but for me, I think the biggest surprise was that he wanted to recommend the name Lloyd Boner as a <laughs> wrestling name. <laughs> Yeah, that was. I wish, I wish that actually happened. Imagine,
2: Imagine. they let him do that.
1: <laughs> like same storyline, same like trajectory, but he's Lloyd Boner.
0: <laughs> I want to know how he pitched that name and Daniel Bryan and that Vince McMahon was okay to go with Daniel Bryan over Lloyd Boner. Yeah,
2: but don't. Because <laughs> they would have never let her on a PG show. That's why.
0: Yeah, but you know that Vince was chuckling
2: when he read that. <laughs> or he was doing that weird thing that, what was the video of him with the
1: bodybuilder where he's all like flipping over the chair and stuff? <laughs> and then, Matt, now I appreciate, I didn't understand why you had mentioned earlier about, you know, that we should go out and tan in our taints, and then I realized it's because you were a little bit further in the book than I, I was, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I was only kidding. i, I gotten know. that
2: far. Oh, man, there's some taint tanning going on there. Jeez, him so and. Uh, nice.
1: with, <laughs> Him and Kane,
2: <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't like know as far sure. as I see Kane wearing the mask out in the sun tanning his taint.
2: <laughs> yeah, because Daniel Bryan read some like Eastern book and they were talking about tanning taints and it was like a picture of a guy showing his taint and it like had the sun but an arrow pointing to his taint. <laughs> he was supposed to tan that. So then he shows Kane and they're like, <laughs> "Okay,
1: let's go." And they were just outside <laughs> spread eagle tanning taints. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, they Rob, there's one. Rob, there was one part in the book you're not up to yet, but uh, it was uh, Daniel Bryan's talking about the f- backstage fight he got in with Triple H after you know Triple H stopped the match. Yeah. So he's like, "This is another lie," because he says he's face to face with Triple H. It's like, no, you're more like face to nipple with Triple H. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but didn't didn't he even say too like you know I um like I don't believe in these fucking idiots or you know these like he started cursing at him and I'm like yeah I doubt you were cursing at your boss
1: dude. Well, you know? not, this is the funny part. So he starts yelling at everybody. He's like, "These dumb motherfuckers stopped the match." and then um orton Orton apparently started defending him and he's like and and, you know vince comes out at this point and (laughs) brian goes i'm sick of dumb motherfuckers trying to defend me too and then orton (laughs) is like wait wait you're talking about me and then it's like fuck you man
0: (laughs) (laughs) one thing i will say about the book overall is that what i do like listening to the audiobook is that you can tell once he started talking about ROH, and again, um, I just passed uh, when he was at NXT, but he got really into the book while he was reading it, and it was yeah. almost like the early part, he was just like, I guess he was just getting a feel of what it's like to read the audiobook, but then he started really getting into it, and like, it felt more of him telling his actual story than reading words on a page.
2: Yeah, especially when he gets into the like the Ring of Honor and stuff, that he really
1: yeah. got like passionate about that part.
2: Yeah. And I, actually
1: yeah they- really enjoy- I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, most wrestling books, they talk a little bit about storylines, but they more keep it kayfabe with, like, they don't give you a lot of backstage stuff. But he actually <laughs> went really deep into the whole WrestleMania 30 season about how, you know, he was booked to fight Sheamus, and he wasn't supposed to be anywhere near the main event. So I like that it was... Pretty cool to get confirmation about all these things that we heard on the internet. That was cool
2: because um, I remember watching that with you guys and being like, what the fuck, when Seamus beat him in 18 seconds. And I remember we were all kind of pissed because we all were thinking, how is that going to be a fucking title fight? I remember Rob was fucking mad. Like, you saw the tears in his eyes and his foot was shaking and (laughs) today screamed in horror.
1: It was a sad day. We started joking with Rob... We started joking around with Rob to try to ease the tension. He's like, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah, you were really pissed that you were getting shitty with us that day, dude.
2: Yeah, it was a sad word. day. I also like the way he was acting with uh, NXT. How he was getting pissed with all the stupid things that they would make them do, like carry the barrels upstairs or whatever, and that you know he was getting annoyed the way they were treating him in NXT.
0: I was most amused by him talking about how he's like, you know. Here's compelling television. It's 60 seconds of a man trying to drink <laughs> carbonated soda.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then did you guys get up to the part where he gives Vince shit? Because, you know, like, he, he did not he did something, and all of a sudden he was getting pissed at Vince, and then all of a sudden he picked Vince to do, like, um, what were they doing, promo uh, practice?
1: Did you oh, guys... Get- yeah, it was hysterical. I got and, up to that. Yeah,
2: and then when Vince just was, like, is staring at him instead of giving a promo, and then like he makes it that, oh, I was teaching you a lesson about how to say something without saying something. And I'm thinking, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and then you know, that's when Vince really taught me. So I'm
1: like, yeah, dude, you're definitely sucking up right
0: now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the, Vince Brian asked him to. Uh, what happened?
1: No, I was gonna say Brian asked him to ask Vince to cut a promo about why Daniel Bryan's the greatest superstar in, in like the WWE, and Vince just stood up and stared at him in dead silence for like a minute.
0: I think that he was probably thinking in his in his mind, he's like, "I'm gonna puke, I'm gonna puke."
1: He's gonna, he's gonna. <laughs> so, any, uh, any final thoughts, uh, recommendations to our audience about uh, if they're on the fence about? Learning more about the Yes Man, which, by the way, the creepy narrator going, and the Yes Man, like, (laughs) made my skin crawl. Yeah, well,
2: besides the narrator, though, I really liked it. I like Daniel Bryan, so it's a good book. It was cool hearing his story, so I recommend it.
0: Yeah, he's got an interesting story, and he's definitely somebody that, uh, you know... Uh, I'm a big fan of his, so it's cool hearing everything from his perspective instead of it being that he's, you know, like, we're just reading speculation or any of that other stuff. And it's just, it's an interesting read or listen.
1: Yeah, and I think for anyone who's interested in learning more about it, I feel like there's a lot of value in going the audio version just to hear him in his own voice kind of talk about things it's cool to hear him get excited about certain aspects of his career and it ends on a really emotional note that i feel like hearing his voice and hearing him talk about it it really makes it a more powerful ending so if you're interested in checking it out i think uh, across the board the masters would say check out the uh, the audio version totally yep chapter two <laughs> the Connoisseurs of Chaos now reflect on recent developments in the video game world with one of their favorite action stars starring in a new wrestling game.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what, what do we we go off air or something?
0: (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger and and, and WWE 2K16 immediately makes it the game of the year. (laughs) Just think of At the, all the of, possibilities with Arnold right. Schwarzenegger.
1: See, part of the joy being in the Masters of Nonsense is having to do stuff on the go. So I have to change a diaper right now. You guys talk, and I want you to think about what would you think Arnie's finisher is going to be in this game and what his entrance music should be.
0: Well, of course his entrance music should be the Terminator music.
2: Yeah, but I think I got uh, the... His pro, like, um, what do they call it? Like his signature, uh, m- his signature move should either be like he pulls a Gatling gun out and shoots you,
1: <laughs> or That's <not> PG.
2: What- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or he does the whole like where he grabs the hand in the the movie when he gets his clothes, his boots, and his motorcycle, and like throws the guy onto the grill.
0: Yeah, well, I was thinking his finisher should be the uh, the backhand from uh, when he slapped Triple H.
2: That's a good one, yeah. I mean, the shitty one where you could see the space between Triple H's face and Arnie's hand. Yeah. But that... the wind was what knocked him out. <laughs> well, that was the best, because what was that for? End of days or the sixth day? End of days. Wow, was that so that was 99, right? Yeah. That was a lot. And Finn, he looked old then, you know? <laughs> he actually looks better now than he did then.
0: But I I can't wait to see his character model, too, because I wanted to see if they're going to do, like, current Arnie th- or if no. they're just going to do uh, Old Terminator.
2: I think they're going to do Old Terminator, Arnie, because it would just look more badass, you know? Imagine they just do butt-naked Arnie, but you have the little pixels <laughs> on his junk because he doesn't get, have any, like, boots, clothes, and motorcycle, you know?
0: Oh, I think it it's comes un- out with a motorcycle. I think it's really unfair that he's fucking
2: titanium. Well, yeah. I mean, you know when they give the stats for the wrestlers? You know, like, The Rock usually gets 95%. Yeah. Is Arnie going to be 100% because he's... A, cyber, a cybernetic organism? Well, he should be. Yeah, but then you can't beat him, though. Th- yeah, and you, you think that you would be able to beat Arnold Schwarzenegger in a fight? Imagine they have, like, a hardcore match where you gotta throw him in liquid metal. <laughs> <laughs> did,
1: you guys, did you guys figure out the finisher? Because, I mean, I think we could agree on the music, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. the music is obvious. Yeah.
2: Ew. Yeah, come on. He should be, you know, what is so what the thing the- to wild, um, wild yourself up? What do they do? Ugh, God, I can't remember. It's like right. the taunt. The taunt. It should definitely be the thumb. Like he just puts the thumb <laughs> up and goes down and he then like then sinks
0: into the ring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how quickly are we gonna find or make our own RoboCop? Create a wrestler to fight up against the <laughs> uh, yeah. Terminator.
2: That would be fun. Yeah, as long as it's not new RoboCop, like old, you know, Peter Weller RoboCop. And we can make Ed two
1: <laughs> Thirty seconds to comply. Yeah. We can use the Great Khali as like his model because they both can't move around. <laughs> um, he goes down the stairs and he, <laughs> he, he can't. He can't figure out
2: how to go on stairs because he's so big. That's <laughs> so fucked up. So, oh my God, I'm sorry. That's so fucked up. <laughs>
0: So, Real what do you think is fin- the finisher? The, the finisher we were saying was the back slap. <laughs> the
2: I, I said the uh, the scene, you know, in the Terminator 2 when he grabs the guy's hand and he twists it and he throws him onto the grill. That's what I said it shouldn't be. Then, <laughs> then I said that he should pull out a Gatling gun and just like shoot it mow everybody down in the fucking ring.
1: You know, it's funny, don't you guys think that maybe he should have been in, like, a Mortal Kombat game instead of a WWE (laughs) game? Yeah, man.
2: fucking kidding me?
1: And he's also supposed to be the
2: Terminator in the game, it's not even that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you think it's going to be shitty wrestling? Like, you know in the second movie when he just grabs the T-1000, they just push each other into the thing really hard? So that's the whole entire fight with him, is just him pushing wrestlers into the corner?
1: It sounds like a Fordham prep style fight.
2: I'm telling you though, they should have a hardcore liquid metal match where you gotta throw the guy in liquid <laughs> metal and you just see them like going like this, and at the end he just goes, you know, with the little thumb coming down. Or the metal like he finger. jumps in. He jumps
0: in no matter what, win or lose.
2: <laughs> now, Rod.
1: <laughs> now I know why you cry. <laughs> I need a vacation. <laughs> Uh, do you think, you remember one of the games that beat the streak, where he had to fight the Undertaker, and he was like souped up, and he had like these ridiculous special moves and stuff? Yeah. Do you think they'll have like, you know, terminate the Terminator? They should.
2: Oh, that would be awesome. And then, oh, I get it. If you beat him, though, it would be like one of those old Nintendo screens where you see like a picture of him, and it'll just be, I'll be back. And, and they gotta <laughs> fucking restart on it. <laughs>
0: No, you know what I want to see is I want to see battle damage Terminator. So like during yes. the match, you see his flesh starts peeling away, and you see the the Terminator skin.
2: Dude, that would be fucking awesome. The more, yeah, the more you damn, the more you get in the red zone, you start seeing the little eyeball like it's red all of a sudden.
1: No, I think the but like when you use him, it's always it's always first person mode where you see like you know with the, with Arnie <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's how his stats should be. That if you hit a guy, it shows like the little stats in the red, you know, the infrared. <laughs> what, do,
1: what do you think his entrance is gonna look like? <laughs> doom, 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 and all the lights go out. Well, I think. Remember, it's Terminator from the first one, and then from T two. So I think the first one is just gonna be him like naked, you know, squatting down on the floor, and then the second one will be him coming down in the motorcycle. That's,
2: dude, that's fucking amazing. I didn't even think of that. Like, you have, like, a little sphere that comes around him. Like, he appears from nowhere, you know? And he's butt naked, and you gotta punch someone to get, like, biker boots.
1: (laughs) You gotta fuck Dean Ambrose up to get his clothes. (laughs) Dude,
2: I can't believe that's a shot for shot recreation the commercial with him recreating the scene from T2 when he goes in the bar with the wrestlers. Yeah, that was was actually really cool. That was awesome. And Dean Ambrose is the fucking man. Especially with his new movie coming out. (laughs) (laughs) He he has a new movie coming out, so... Just saying. I watched the trailer and I was like, why did I watch this trailer? For the fucking 12 rounds 3.
1: No, I did like the trailer because his hair looked cool.
2: I like how it just kept going down with the rounds of bullets. It's like last round. Oh man, I got eight rounds left. Is that giving away the plot though?
1: I think well, most trailers do at this yeah. point.
0: And we know he only has twelve rounds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what if he uses like all of them in the first five yeah. minutes? What kind of movie is that? That'll
1: That's be the he... movie. That'll be the movie Rob actually sees in the theaters because it's less than ninety <laughs> minutes. So.
0: And it Dean Ambrose.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he was definitely the best part of that, tra- well, the Arnie trailer, at least, too. That he did it exactly like the guy fucking blows in, you know, smoking Arnie's face and laughs the same way.
0: I like that Daniel Bryan actually did look like a drunk biker.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't even drink. That's the yeah. best part. <laughs> yeah, all he needed was to be sitting in a bar, and that changed my whole perception <laughs> of him. <that. laughs> <laughs> like, here, you gotta get into character. Here's some booze. <laughs> It's like, hey, sit in the park, now he looks like a homeless guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the one really big thing I'm looking forward to with Arnie in WWE 2K16 is having the ultimate battle of Arnold Schwarzenegger versus John Cena. It's
1: Terminator oh, versus I Terminator. Oh, God damn. And that,
2: <laughs> You know, at least is the one consistent thing that we make sure that John Cena and Rob are robots. <laughs>
1: And now, well, now I understand why Rob's so excited. It's not that it's Arnold, it's that it's, you know, fucking... T-
2: yeah, you didn't think that, man? That it's like, now we're going to see battle damage John Cena and battle damage Arnie? <laughs> Forget about Robocop.
1: Uncle T800. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: so, yeah, we we shouldn't even get into that with Rob, because I know, like, you know, all of a sudden he's going to get all fucking happy again. Well, one thing I will say is that John Cena
0: did prove to be a Terminator on Raw when he got his nose broken. (laughs) And then, like, he he just continued on as if nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden, randomly, the blood started to stop coming out of his nose. When fucking diesel fuel come out of his nose. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like fucking... They changed the batteries and he started wrestling again.
2: He looked like fucking Celeste Stallone in one of the Rocky movies with his broken nose, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Although That's... I will say I wish I wish he would do the STF all the time like he did to Rollins <laughs> that time.
0: I think that was like legit, like I'm gonna fucking break your neck and your leg. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was trying trying to make the back of his head touch the back of his <laughs> feet.
2: Now is he gonna be out for a while because of the broken nose or is he just, you know, they just snapped it back in place and put some fucking super glue on it? I don't know. Uh, from, from what, what I, was... I read, they
1: said he was going to be out for. They said he was going to be out for a few weeks, right? Yeah, I think
0: he should be back by Summerslam. But knowing him, he'll be back next week.
1: <laughs> what, <laughs> when a they release the new,
0: yeah, the new model of John Cena will be released early. The John Cena, oh, what, what is, is it? The four 1,000 or something like that. Yeah, it'll, it'll be John <laughs> Cena 7.5. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be funny because they're gonna they're gonna freak out because it's way too close to Summerslam. So you see, it's like it's a fucked up model, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like multiplicity when he has like the one like mentally uh, challenged version of Michael Keaton.
1: <laughs> and you, you're gonna know it's a mismatch model because he's gonna have different color wristbands on,
2: <laughs> and now his he... shoes will be untied. For some reason, now I see him as like fucking Ultron in the, the Avengers movie, coming down with like no arms or whatever, and he's all like walking like this. You see the sparks coming out of his fucking arm. <laughs> Did you just bring up multiplicity, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, make this a little more relevant, dude? <laughs> How is that not relevant? There is like five different Michael Keatons in a movie. Five? Wasn't there like 30 or 40? I didn't even see the movie. But isn't there like there's tons of them? Yeah. Why would you just bring up multiplicity? Because
1: clone impact on... It made an impact on Rob's seven-year-old mind when we saw it, I guess. all
2: the fucking movies. Like, why does that movie always come up all the time? (laughs) All the time? With just random scenes. Random times I've seen it on TV, people have talked about it. Like, made jokes like Rob just did.
0: Because it was that impactful of a movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it was less than two hours, so Rob watched it. I think because I think because Rob is hoping one of the clones would end up being Batman, the other one would be Beetlejuice. <laughs> now that's a movie. <laughs> Rob, your obsession with
2: cloning and robots is really scaring me now.
1: <laughs> so, guys, I guess the the best way to wrap this up: Are we pre-ordering this game, WWE Two K Sixteen?
2: Yeah. No, I'm I'm just gonna f- fucking share play with you guys. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine all the all
0: the possibilities that we can do on Twitch?
2: do Anyway, well right. two, two
1: out of three masters recommend pre ordering <laughs> WWE two K sixteen to get to get Arnie as your pre order exclusive. Yep. And two out of three ain't bad. Chapter three <laughs> The Deacons of Dumb Shit. Now mourn the loss of one of their favorite wrestling superstars. Yes. Hello. Oh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just gonna stare at you until you get really uncomfortable.
2: I, I, trust me, I that's I'm already past that point.
1: So. Uh... <laughs> Oh, we do have the sad news about the uh, the loss of the the hot rod there, Roddy Piper.
2: Yeah, that's
1: fucked up, man.
0: Yeah, that one hit hard. That one it hit hard because it just came off of dusty
1: roads too. Yeah. So do you guys have any, other than They Live, which is probably one of our favorite movies of all time to just uh, make jokes about, it's actually the first movie I I stole from Netflix back in the day because the DVD of They Live at the time was going for about $200, so I figured, you know, I'll just steal it and keep it from Netflix.
2: Yeah, remember you gave it to me in the end because you got it on uh, DVD when it finally was released,
1: so I still still have have that, yeah, I still have
2: that copy. The funny thing with me, with They Live, the reason I didn't watch wrestling growing up, but I liked um, They Live because I used to watch uh, Monster Qua- Monster Vision on uh, TNT back in the 90s with Joe Bob Briggs, and Roddy Piper came on one night, and it was really late, it was like 12 o'clock, and he, he's watching the movie with Joe Bob Briggs, and he's explaining about the movie, so that's when I found out it was a seven and a half minute fight, and I think that was cool, he said that, you know, I remember being like homeless and stuff, and that's why it like, kind of impacted me, and I wanted to be in this movie. So, I don't know, that was just a really cool moment. and you know, I didn't know him too well, but he seemed like a cool guy, and all the stuff you guys told me about. And... Didn't you meet him? Who? No, no, that was somebody different. I oh. almost met Iron Sheik. Oh, I thought that you saw Piper at comic book convention. I think I might have saw him, but I didn't get a chance, because there was so... Oh, that's right, I did want to meet him, but it was oh, so packed. Oh, you were trying and... to, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was really packed. It was one of the last comic book conventions, too. And, like I said, I've seen him in other bad movies and, you know, like, pro wrestlers versus zombies. Well, they weren't bad movies. We love them, but I don't think... I was going to say,
0: the greatest movie of all time, pro wrestlers versus zombies. The
2: general public would not call it a bad movie, but, you know, like, I liked him as an an actor and stuff, and the little bit I saw of him with wrestling, but you guys were more of the wrestling uh, fans of him.
1: So, Rob, do you have a particular... uh favorite memory of Piper from uh, his days in WWF and WCW.
0: Well, I, I always remembered his match with Bret Hart at, what was it, WrestleMania 8, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually, it's not even him that I remember, I just remember when he was about to use the ring bell, or was it Bret Hart was going to use the ring bell on him?
1: Piper was going to use the ring bell.
0: Yeah, and then Bobby Heenan, he's like, what the hell, use the bell?
1: <laughs> and so. actually, that not, not only was that a great match, but it was also probably my favorite Piper interview was right before they went out when he was talking to Bret Hart when he was talking about bologna sandwiches. And then more. he, like, the funny thing is at this point, Bret Hart had no confidence in terms of speaking and doing interviews and things like that. So Piper just ran circles around him and he was talking about how, you know, he grew up with Bret and he'd visit his parents and stuff like that and how Bret's mom would always make him a sandwich, but it was always a bologna sandwich and she only used one piece of bologna. And you see Bret is just like, uh, 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 and had no idea how to counter it.
2: <laughs> now, he was doing Piper's pitch from the beginning, right? When he first got in there? Yeah, back in the 80s. Yeah. But that was always his gimmick, I mean, right? He, like, he came in as a bad guy?
1: Not quite sure. Yeah, at least, on, I mean, he yeah. he did all different territories and stuff like that, so he was wrestling for a while before he made it to WWF. But. okay. Um, one of the he more, pretty much he always did the you know, the Piper gimmick So
0: yeah one of the interesting things with him is just that he's actually a wrestler from at least from before my memory because I only remember him being like not being a wrestler um, in WWF mm-hmm. and just seeing him I only really remember two matches seeing him wrestle were the one with Bret Hart and uh, his match with Gold Dust at WrestleMania 12 okay Right?
1: Yeah, I feel like that that's look yeah, that's the quintessential match that uh Matt Vanzo would like there. The, yeah. the Hollywood backlog brawl. Really? Yeah, it's a I shame that up. it's a shame that you don't uh you know subscribe to the WWE network. So For nine
2: ninety
0: nine? Yeah. You can well, get one month free.
1: <laughs> and then <laughs> if that's nine ninety nine, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's free to new subscribers and the funny thing is with the amount of times Matt said he was going to order the network and he still hasn't, that means it's still free for him (laughs) (laughs) A year and a half later and the other thing that I remember, and this is something else, Matt, you could experience in the WWE Network, is when uh, Piper fought Hogan at Starcade 96, mm-hmm. and he actually beat him with a sleeper hold. It's like, I've never really seen anyone win with like a legit sleeper, and on top of it, it's Hogan who gets put to sleep. That's pretty cool. Who's Hulk Hogan? Oh, God. Oh, you know that that racist guy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Well, well, we're not talking about Hogan, we're talking about Piper. Yeah, so, um, forget uh,
1: Hogan, we want to just talk about Piper. Yeah. There was a wise man who once said, I can't remember his name, but it was something along the lines of, fuck the Hulk Hogan, so...
2: <laughs> sounds very familiar, it was a very, that sounds like a very wise
1: man. Yeah, the guy with pointy boots. But...
0: Yeah, and a pointy mustache. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and drinks a lot of beers and throws them. Doesn't
0: like Ted DiBiase. Not <laughs> <laughs> Ted DiBiase... Enjoy-
1: Enjoys A to the Z. Yeah.
0: All right. Any any particular Piper moments stick out for you,
2: Mike? He's talking to you. Mike. He's to me. Yeah.
1: Mike. Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, like I said, for me, I always remember the uh, the match they had with Bret Hart as well. But uh, oddly enough, I do vividly remember when he used to uh, be kind of like the cheerleader and coach for Virgil. Oh, oh Yeah, really? That's Vir- yeah, funny. In some way, it reminded me of Mike Tyson's punch out with like, you know, <laughs> like with the roles flipped though, with you know Piper being the one to train Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny.
0: And I, I also remember his short stint as being uh... just been silent. <laughs> one?
1: What? I like one? lost you guys for a little bit there. Oh, uh, Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember the short stint that Piper had as Sean O'Hare's manager after they completely ruined Sean O'Hare's gimmick.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot she... about that. Wait, what happened with that?
0: I don't, I don't remember exactly what the the storyline was, why he was with Piper, but Sean O'Hare had the Devil's Advocate storyline going on, where he would just tell, he would like basically tell people to, you know, um, embrace their demons and just, you know, like, have a drink, go smoke, do whatever you want, because... You I'm know, not telling
2: you. Yeah. Wait, no, that's the thing that Mike's been doing for years now. Every yeah. Like, Mike must do that little promo thing at least once a month to me. At least.
0: <laughs> but then... Um, that's true. I don't remember why they just ran... Well, Actually, right before they killed the gimmick, he was doing these random things with Brian Kendrick, where he was telling him to do things that he wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. So, like, telling him to go shrieking or whatever, and it was almost like he wasn't there, but he was the, the devil on Brian Kendrick's shoulder.
2: That's it. It was, I'm not telling you what you don't already know or something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. But then, like, randomly, he just shows up with Roddy Piper. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then Roddy
2: Piper was telling him to do that stuff, or?
0: No, no, it was just, like, Piper came back, and I think he was doing Piper's Pit, and Sean O'Hare would just stand in the corner, too. Wait, I gotta look this (laughs)
1: up. I kept... Yeah, it's something that it could have had a ton of potential but they did nothing with it. And it's kind of sad that both of them are now gone, too, so. Yeah. Yeah, Sucks, man.
0: And then so much for Legends House, too.
1: Oh, man, I didn't even think of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I know you guys were talking about that a lot, especially with Piper and, uh, who's it, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: man, I feel bad for Hacksaw.
1: Man, that sucks. Well, yeah. he's definitely uh, you know, a great entertainer. Seemed to be a pretty good guy. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw or heard about the uh, UFC fight last night with Ronda Rousey dedicating her match to, to Roddy. Oh, really? Uh, Roddy, That's actually. Yeah, uh, he, you know, she uses the, the nickname Rowdy in honor of him, and he actually gave her the blessing to use it. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool. And then it was nice to see that she changed it up from the arm bar and just, like, fucked that chick up. Like, she just blasted her in the face, knocked her out in, I think, like, 34 seconds.
2: Dude, yeah, th- yeah, it was 34, 36 seconds. That was fucking, and that's insane. She's come plowing through every opponent, man. <laughs> I heard there was one person that she might not be able to beat, it's Cyborg, which is funny, it has to be a fucking robot name, you know, but I don't know too much about that girl. Is it the
0: rejected John Cena model that ended up coming out as a girl instead of a guy?
1: (laughs) I was going to say, this is instantly Rob's new favorite female MMA fighter. Why did I have to say it, and why did I have to open my mouth? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is your fault.
2: Yeah, I walked into that one bad. <laughs> but uh, I guess with, just with Roddy Roddy Piper, you know, condolences to his family and stuff. And, you know, we'll miss him.
0: Yeah, I'll miss the random showings of Piper's pit when he just like randomly shows up to hype up another feud. Um, it's going to be weird not having that in the back pocket for WWE, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and definitely. And I think, as voted on by WWE.com, the greatest villain in pro wrestling history.
0: That's pretty cool.